Welcome to another edition of the Oscar Central Podcast. My name is Jacob and I am your host. Today we have our full panel again to talk about the final Oscars countdown, the directing and the writing races. First up, Adriano, how are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Doing great. I'm mourning a little of a certain actor loss today, but I'm doing great other than that. (laughs) Uh, someone who isn't mourning, Kenzie, how are you doing today? I'm actually, what's really funny is I've had like a really stressful day, but I did scream and dance around and Daisy thought I was dancing with her when, um, I got like maybe 27 text messages that Austin Butler won the BAFTA. So we're, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Cause I, I predicted him, but I, that was like a hope diction. Mm-hmm. like 50 50 because like lex had pointed out to me repeatedly that brits loved elvis but i was like halfway there and then i was like you know i'm just gonna put put pen to paper you know like emily bronte but you know i i had to do it nicole's really proud of me. i love that it's <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just gonna make it happen and i do feel really great about it like i i'm still like not having a great day but i'm (laughs) i'm living life living life Um, yeah and i know you'll talk about emily later but i have to say what i said after tiff watching emily with nicole was like a life-changing experience (laughs) (laughs) i wish the thing is if it had come out because nicole will be here at the end of the week if it had come out i would have been like okay when you leave hca drunk we're going to see emily like oh my god that would be an experience i'm sorry you have to leave this award show i need especially all the uh especially all the cabin scenes that would have been something (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yep so true Um, lex how are you doing i'm great um yeah i um am not mourning any bafta Actually, I'm kind of mourning one BAFTA actor winner. Um, I was hoping for Angela Bassett, but that's okay. Um, <clears throat> there's still the Oscars, and I still think she's going to get the Oscars, so it'll be okay. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm good. Um, Nicole, how are you? Well, now I'm thinking about Emily, so I'm great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I'm good. I am a little stressed, but that is because... Uh, it's only a couple of days until I go to California and I'm very excited to hang out with Kenzie and Jillian. Um, but also my to-do list is like 40,000 things long for things I have to do before I leave. So, Well, hopefully that'll get all done. And <laughs> Jillian, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Had a bit of a travel day today and finally made it to my destination and then hop on the podcast. Um, it's a very fun time to follow an award show while on a train ride. Um, and we got another win for Lydia Tarr on her redemption tour. So great day. Um, and I will actually start with you. What have you been seeing recently? um not a lot i saw fire of love um for valentine's day on the big screen because i had only seen it on my laptop back in january 2022 for sundance so that was a really cool experience to finally see it on the screen and the same 
place that they filmed Babylon. So it felt like a very special experience. Um, and then I'm kind of dying to see Titanic again, but I don't know if I want to put myself through that because I, it's just a lot, but nothing too crazy. But I highly recommend Fire of Love on a theater screen because it was like, I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't know it was going to be that insane of the visuals. You know, what was heartbreaking was, um, if I may say so, I don't like to gatekeep films, but as I'm going to declare myself the resident Fire of Love stan. I think you have four articles about it on Oscar Central, so I feel like it's not gatekeeping. Okay, wonderful. Um, <laughs> as officially decreed by our love stand of Oscar Central, um, they were not showing it on a Valentine's Day on any theaters near me. I literally cried. I was so upset about it. I also um, got Lex a Fire of Love book for her incessant love of Fire of Love. Very, so, very kind of I, you. <laughs> Nicole, what have you seen this week? I've had a very weird week of movie watching. Um, I was going on to uh, a very exciting podcast that will be up in March. And so I watched um, Emma Thompson's best and worst uh, rated films, which is the amazing In the Name of the Father, which is one of my favorite movies and my favorite Daniel Day-Lewis performance. And then a film called Junior that I would not wish upon my worst enemies. Um and then what else did I watch? I re-watched the first two Ant-Man movies to prep for uh, Quantumania because I realized that I'd never seen either one all the way through. Um, and the thing about Ant-Man is that I am a Marvel girly and I love Paul Rudd, but Ant-Man is simply not it for me. Um, I don't like the first two films and I definitely didn't like the new one. Uh, I think it has, you know, some good things in it, uh, which is to say Michael Douglas but it also just it feels so fake and like I feel like people who who've also seen it probably know what I mean but everything just has a very fake sheen to it and visually it kind of reminded me of the Star Wars prequels um which is bad because those were made quite a while ago uh and then I will plug that I watched a new docu-series on Netflix which is produced by Jada Pinkett Smith called African Queens um uh, Ninjinga, something like that. Um, but this is like the first season, and the this, this series is going to essentially be like a, a different um queen every time, but trying to highlight figures in African history, female figures in African history that we likely in America are not very familiar with. And it's a docu-series and it has some like interviews with experts, including like a modern um African queen, which is pretty cool. But Oh, it's very well dramatized and like honestly the acting is really good so definitely this first season if you liked the woman king you would probably enjoy this um so i definitely recommend that um over the movies that i've been watching um lex what have you been seeing recently this is not a great week to ask me this question um because i've had a very off week and when i have bad weeks i tend to just watch comfort films um which for me is so you watch twilight twilight new moon <laughs> and um also willy wonka and the chocolate factory i rewatched the original one that movie there is something about it that like instantly i could be freaking out and it instantly calms me down there's just something about that movie something about that 
mud water looking chocolate that I'm like, oh, I feel better about the world. Um, but I'm trying to think if I've seen, I did not see Ant-Man. I'm going to be honest. I don't have a ton of desire to see it. Um, I like, I mean, I obviously love Paul Rudd. I like Ant-Man in the Avengers movies, but I don't necessarily like Ant-Man. I don't think he can really carry a franchise. Um, so I've not seen Ant-Man. Um, but there are some movies coming down the pipe that I'm excited to see. My very first screeners that were sent to me um, that I will be watching. So I'm excited to watch some of those. Um, so yeah, ask me next week when I may be in a better headspace. <laughs> um Kenzie what have you been watching um I actually saw quite a bit this week I saw no bears in a theater which was really exciting I saw decision to leave in a theater which was really exciting because I had not seen it in a theater um I saw Emily which I am writing a review for and it's like really long so I'm very sorry to Nicole actually I'm not sorry Nicole's gonna I could yeah don't be sorry I'm write 4,000 words I'll be thrilled (laughs) (laughs) um and I know it's only playing in LA and New York I think it expands week by week over the next three weeks so if it comes towards you please see it in a theater that score the cinematography the editing which I will say at the beginning of the film I was like what is this weird ass editing but it really grew on me towards the end of the film and obviously, Emma Mackey and Oliver Jackson Cohen. Um, Oliver Jackson Cohen is like my type to a T, so there was no, no chance for me to survive this movie. Um, and if you're still a Tumblr girl, this movie is for you. My God, if this movie existed when I was in the Tumblr. Um, I also tried to see Titanic again, but um, the projector went out, so I did not finish it. Um, it ended right as Rose went to cut his handcuffs with the axe, like. She swung, closed her eyes, and the projector went out. Um, and because AMC does it remotely, no one came in for like 10 minutes. Um, but so that was a choice. I did not stay to see if they fixed it. Um, oh, and I saw All Quiet on the Western Front in the theater again, um, which was, had a big day. So I'm glad I got to see it one more time in the theater. I've actually seen it three times now and all three times in a theater. So I feel really good about that. But yeah, that's it for me. I went literally into a theater every day this week. So live in life. Perfect. Um, and Adriana, what about you? Uh, I didn't didn't watch a lot this week um, other than like TV. But I watched, uh, I did watch all three Ant-Mans. The first two are like pretty fun. You know, like I actually really liked the first one, but all I can think about when watching the first one is, oh my god, Edgar Wright was supposed to direct this. How awesome would that have been? Um, the second Wright one's pretty and, uh, good, and then Adam McKay did the the screenplay for the first one too. He co-wrote right? it. Yeah, yeah, he co-wrote it with. Uh, I, I think Edgar Wright was Edgar Wright, got yeah. credit. Um, but yeah, no, I watched that, and then I watched the Quantum Mania, which was probably the first MCU movie that I saw. Where I'm like, oh, this is bad. Um, it's just it, it's just an exposition. It felt like they made Ant-Man the scapegoat just to introduce Kang and Jonathan Majors, man, like his, his spine must have shattered after that movie, but like, cause he was carrying the entire thing, but it just, it just felt like one long exposition machine. And I was just like, nah, not it. Uh, I did watch Titanic in the theater and you know, people like 
rightfully so praise Cameron for like the directing, especially in, like the final hour or so. Like rightfully so. But not enough people talk about how like well written it actually is. Like I know he gets a lot of shit for his writing abilities. And sometimes rightfully so, but not in Titanic. The structure uh, of that screenplay is unbelievable. Yeah. Like I know this sounds dumb to say, like the third time I watched it in theaters the last week, I was like, you know, when she's hanging off the ship, like when she's trying to commit suicide, yeah. he it's the exact yeah. same position as when he she is letting go of him. And he is saying, I'll never yeah. let go to her in the first 30 minutes. Right. In the same position, in the, yeah, like, essentially like the same place. Just you know, I always <laughs> roll my eyes at the Jack, this is where we first met line. But when you put it like that, I'm like, wow. Wow. Look, look, and at, look at Jimmy. Not the right time. <laughs> not the right time, but also, uh-huh. like, if you've only known the love of your life for, like, 24 hours, like, maybe that's all you have to say at that point. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> and, when, uh-huh. uh, and the whole... Um, how he shows you every aspect of the ship at the beginning when they're taking off and then he shows you every aspect of the ship as the water is coming in unbelievable storytelling that was just truly overlooked because of cheesy lines but and shout out to leonardo Mm. dicaprio being like i'll wait here when she runs that is perfect (laughs) it's his best acting to date i'll just wait here what else are you gonna do Beautiful, or, beautiful um, movie. I know because I was listening to the Awards Watch podcast, but they were talking about when he actually is telling her to uh, to axe the um, the handcuffs, and she hits it twice horribly, and he's like, "All right, that's enough practice." Like, perfect, just perfect. Like, ugh, so good. Uh, did you see anything else though? Uh, yeah, I also saw that new Apple movie, Sharper, with like Julianne Moore and stuff. And uh, I think a lot of the ideas are a little bit better than the execution, but I, I did. I think it's pretty entertaining. You know, it's definitely a fun movie to watch. Um, for me, I saw Ant Man, which again I liked the first two Ant Mans, Ant Men, whatever. Um, didn't really like this one, uh, for a lot of reasons, and I realized in watching Titanic that it was really the first time I'd ever seen Titanic um but i loved it so don't get mad at me it was uh it was one of those things where like i was watching it and i was like picking up more scenes like uh when she takes hit or when he takes her to like the underground like party and everything and i was like oh i've never seen this before um but i loved it and i definitely understand all of the hype surrounding it because it is a fantastic film um other than that i'm going to kick it off to kenzie who has some notes over today's baftas so if you want to go ahead yeah so like we were talking about all quiet huge day as we all kind of anticipated just because it has so many had so many nominations like it was kind of inevitable um, but it won seven BAFTAs, which means it now holds the record for a film not in the English language. At the BAFTAs, the previous record was Cinema Paradiso, which won five BAFTAs. Um, something just really wild about it winning Best Film. 
is that it did not have a PGA nom, a Golden Globe nom, Critics' Choice nom, or a SAG Ensemble nom. The last time this ever happened was in 1986. So that is quite a stat to break. Um, it also won director, which is pretty wild because Edward Berger is not nominated at the Oscars, which is a little debatable. Um, Elvis and Banshees followed each with four wins. I think something that was really wild is Navalny winning documentary just because this category is killing me. Because yesterday, a DGA, which we will talk about in a bit, Saradosa won for a documentary feature. So Navalny winning here is, a lot of us predicted it just because of the tie, like everything going on right now felt like something that would happen. But it's just like, thank you for nothing, like for clearing up anything. Um, I guess the biggest thing is, well, Pinocchio won animated feature, which is so shocking. Um, it has now swept every single animation category. So I don't think there's anything standing in its way. Um, which is funny because there were like people being like, well, what if Marcel wins yesterday and today? And I was like, what are you guys talking about? That was never gonna happen. <laughs> what Marcel is going was on? lucky to get nominated. And no, no, literally the nomination said. is the win here. Mm-hmm. Like this branch is not gonna do that. Um, but I think other than Avatar winning visual effects, which is also another just what really? Um, Why? Supporting actor (laughs) and actress. So supporting actress, Carrie Condon won, which is not surprising. Like it's not surprising at all, given they really went wild for Banshees. Banshees was always going to be a big movie here. They're pretty big fans of McDonough. But then it also went supporting actor for Barry Keoghan, which is okay. Did anybody did anybody see anybody predict it? Because I did not. I think I think all everyone just kind of was like, okay, well the Keogh is gonna go all the way. So mad because I almost predicted it. And then I was like, no, this is one of those things where I'm just throwing everything at the wall, trying to be the one to like predict something that nobody sees coming. Um because there so... was conversation <laughs> around it, but like nobody wanted to give it like like uh written this is my prediction because because i think we were all like if he was gonna lose anywhere it was gonna be golden globes because it would be something with like no overlap no real weight to it um but once kay kwan won that golden globe i was like oh he's he's gonna sweep even though like he obviously this is like our first industry award but it was still just like really wild that he won it was also really funny to be in like five group chats at the time this was announced because i was like adriano was updating us all in our group chat with the winners like we needed that and i was literally basing everything off adriano's text so like if you had pulled my leg there for could, a oh i could have lied <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> i would have been like wow but that was like a really wild time um which I don't know if it means anything. I don't really think it does. Does anybody think it means anything? I think it confirms what we said last time in that he's number two. Yeah. I think that's all it does. I just think they really liked Banshees. Mm -hmm. And um, I think they clearly liked it more than Everything Everywhere, which only won one award Mm -hmm. for film editing. Yeah. But I, I don't think it really means anything. Because the two movies that won 
more like in places that everything everywhere would have won are movies that the BAFTAs really liked. And it was not other, than, other than actress, other than actress, but actress. So well, you'd okay. be like Blanchett's not like a BAFTA thing, you know? Yeah. So Blanchett now will actually be the only actor who has a chance that to win That's, all precursors. Yeah. Because KU. Oh, I have Yale winning SAG. Interesting. Um, but so lead actress, we had Kate Blanchett, and lead actor, we had Austin Butler, which a lot of us were thinking Colin would win BAFTA and then Austin would win SAG. I think him winning BAFTA is huge. I think if Colin Farrell could not win here, where Banshees was winning a lot, including original screenplay and best British film, <laughs> um, that uh i feel like that it's colin is done does anybody else think that does yeah i I tweeted out that like when butler won i was like that's like that like kills farrell more than it kills fraser honestly it really does like there was no like you can kind of piece together why fraser lost there was genuinely no reason why Farrell should have lost. Especially because like they went for both Carrie Condon and Barry Keoghan. Okay. Like, yeah. I don't know who texted it, but somebody in the group chat was like, wouldn't it be funny if Barry and Carrie won and then Colin didn't? And yep. it's like, that's literally what happened. Well, that's exactly what happened. Well, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, I feel like even though like Colin is the lead actor, I feel like the performances you take away other than like Jenny the donkey from that movie really are Carrie and Barry. Um, especially since like, I don't know how online BAFTA voters are, but I feel like I texted this in the group chat, like the last few weeks, like that scene of him with Carrie, like, I don't know if that's the scene they're sending out or like that's what they're emphasizing on. But like right there, I think really sells it for both of them mm-hmm. compared to like everything else in the movie with the main actors mm-hmm. i think that like for colin it hurts him that brendan and austin are like the sole focus of their films mm-hmm. yeah and if you're voting for like a lead yeah. actor it's like it's a lot easier to be like this person is 98 percent of the movie over which and, usually is like a stat with like lead actress, but I feel like right now lead actor is falling more into like those kind of stats. Like this yeah. year, yeah. also two lead actors was... in the movie that they split up into one supporting and one lead. So it's like yeah, I was gonna say you also yeah. could argue that like Brendan Gleeson is basically a co lead, even though like I do think if they had to pick one, Colin's obviously the right choice, but. Yeah. I do think it it takes away from it feeling like being entirely like about him, mm. but I, I I really do think that this is sort of the end for him because it feels like with how much they liked Banshees, especially too because he lost to a front runner. You know, it's not like oh he lost to Felix Kimmerer or something where yeah. I'd be like okay, well that's a Baftas thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I feel like it's we're we're down to a two horse race. Lost yeah, to Elvis. And honestly, I it pains me to say this, <laughs> but like if Butler won here, it'd be weird if he lost SAG, right? I don't yeah. think it's impossible by any stretches. I don't think but like it's I, impossible. If, you ch- if you check, oh, it's not possible at all. But if you check the board, you'll see that I can see this. Like my thing, 
I don't think it's impossible for him to lose SAG because like his oh, biggest sure. comparison or competition is that like is Brendan Fraser, which is also a very SAG friendly performance. Now that like I feel like we can like rule out Colin Farrell, it's like between those two, they're both very SAG friendly performances. Yeah, I that's... do think that Elvis has like a bit more of a SAG friendly performance, but it's like not by much. And I do think that like Hong Chow getting a SAG nomination is like yeah. per, like bodes well for Brendan Fraser because that means more people saw that movie than mm-hmm. like other voting bodies. But like yeah. I just am like it's... I cannot believe he won BAFTA. Like I predicted it, but I was like it was I mean like, I always knew it was possible, but I, I knew it was but, possible because like... they love <sighs> Elvis. They love Elvis. Yeah. Elvis won as many uh BAFTAs as the whale was nominated. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I think it's, like, really wild that we went from, like, I thought Austin was going to be lucky to get nominated. No, I'm like, he could win. He could win. I swear to God, Brent, it, I, I, I do think Austin's going to win the Oscar at the end of the day. Like, if Fraser wins SAG, I'll, I'm going to predict him because I can. But, yeah. um, but, you know, look, I obviously want Fraser to win. I'm happy that if he is to lose to someone, it's someone who actually is deserving. I hate Elvis, but Butler is more than deserving. That said, Brendan Fraser losing to Elvis feels like bullying. I also just want to say, I saw a few people today because now some men are having to come to terms with uh, Austin Butler winning an Oscar. And I saw a bunch of people, men, saying that uh, this is going to kill his career. Um, he's got a career. lot of things coming out in the next like four to five months that these men will be seeing. So I think that they can chill, wait for the bike riders, wait for Dune Part Two, and of the air. I feel like they'll be fine with him winning. I feel like this is good for him. Honestly, I feel like it'll just help continue his. Yeah. Resume. Something we said in the last one. It's it, I do think Elvis will define his career, but like in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, I'm he's like, gonna be in a Fast Ten movie anytime soon. Post if he wins the Oscar, like oh, I yeah. think get him in a Fast I and Furious think, movie. Like, Do it. He, if that well, franchise that cool, is still though. going by the time he's free, I will kill myself. He like heard, I don't see him Kevin being. He say that they wanted to go like eighty years, and he's like, "All right, I have to do this." Vin Diesel staying alive for that long. I don't see him being like. Kurt quote-unquote curse for winning this I think it'll be like more of an elevator because he's I feel like everyone in this category even like Paul Miscall who's like not winning like no one is going to be hurt by like just the simple Oscar nomination because like this is a rare bunch where like they all are pretty much like set up posters even like Brendan where at one point it was phrased like he needs this because like it's his comeback and like we don't know the next Hogan he's like, I'm sure he's all, back. Well, yeah I'm sure like all these people are going to be I don't know about Bill Nye I, but I'm sure like the rest of them will be nominated like again like I'm sure Colin Farrell will too. yeah I think that like I... it's the start for Brendan Fraser's like awards kind of circuit yeah. versus like he needs this the one chance I yeah. feel like there's something to be said about the amount of people he's been networking with and, like, I've seen him repeatedly talking to the same people at events, which I'm, like, I feel like things are going to, like, come up for him. And, like, same thing with Paul Mescal. Like, he's already booked 
in major yeah. projects. Like, what I really twenty-two years. What I really hope that this could do for Austin Butler, and it's kind of funny because this podcast that I was on recently, um, talking about Emma Thompson's career, is that I realized that she won her first Oscar for acting like very early in her career, and what I think that did was free her up to where she was never like having to chase the awards, so she could do whatever she wanted and you know that might mean that we get austin butler in a rom-com that might mean that we get austin butler you know in some sort of fun role in he's gonna do the opposite thank you Um, someone other than me said it he's gonna do the opposite of leonardo dicaprio that's what i mean like we talk about what it would have done to leo's career and i think this this could be the thing that keeps us from getting austin butler's like the revenant austin you won't have to eat a bear like if we can put him in a rom-com instead of make him eat a bear then i would be thrilled and i think that like really this would help him out to have the creative freedom to you know not feel like he needs to chase the awards I'm picturing 100%. him and Ariana DeBose in something <laughs> together now, and um, I would like to see it. Thank you. I would like to see it. Okay. Or like, I don't know. Just like put him, I don't know. Just let him do what he wants. Like, and I feel like that's what this will do is like, he won't be, I feel like he'll have like, his, his IMDb is going to be so funny because it's going to be like iCarly and like, whatever the carrie diaries the carrie diaries leo suggested on i but then it's gonna 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 be like elvis dune too like you know he's gonna be in like scorsese's like deathbed movie like sorry don't forget (laughs) i'll start with the once upon a time in hollywood like which is gonna I think people are going to look back on that and be like, oh my God, it was his like step on the road to success. And it's going to be like, no babies. Like most people didn't remember he was in that. <laughs> like, I I'll did. just never forget like, him doing the red carpet and he had the black hair. And it was like the first time everyone was like, oh, he's playing Elvis. And I was like, this poor guy is on like a red carpet where like he can't just like enjoy promoting the movie he's doing. Like, obviously I don't like, it's not a bad thing, but like, it's just like, wow. The times have changed. Britney Spears was there too. Fun yeah. fact about my interests all molding together. <laughs> you but didn't even know. What I didn't even know what was to come. To <laughs> that one day. That one day changed my life forever. Um, does anybody else have anything that was exciting at BAFTAs? They want to. Um, Babylon is back in the game. But okay. And also out weird? of another game. <laughs> yeah, that it's out of another one. Like I'm like okay. Double-edged sword. I had the to be that is, guy. If we I, can get Academy Award winner Babylon in any context, I'm okay. I gave one up for the context. For score. I gave one up for score for production design. I don't know what it cost I'm winning. Like I also don't want to break up Catherine Martin's cool stat of always winning in pairs. Like that's a cool stat. I mean, I, I I know how we can uh, not break that stat. Just get Black Panther costumes. <laughs> I I will I say wouldn't, I wouldn't break the stat is what I'm saying. The Bathas, I, like I think, helped make my crazy predictions of all quiet winning things that I made the moment it got nominated not look crazy anymore. Okay, um, and I thank them for that. I wanted to win score, but my thing is. 
the Babylon score is like an all timer outside is. of like how cool it is. Like the all quiet score is great. One of my favorite of the year. So good. But Babylon, it made it into my most played of last year in the last month that it was available. The Babylon score is very addictive where like you listen to it and I can like recall the entire movie. Like that's the point of a score. But like it's so like weirdly like I when I went to the theater and I hear it and like other rooms when i'm walking to where i'm going i'm like you're like i want to go see i'm like i'm so drawn to it and it's like that's why i'm going to go see it a ninth time because i can't it's not leaving we will be back we will i don't i don't love the movie but that score is like truly something else but so i'm just like at what cost am i giving up the score and the production design it's that scene where she like walks onto the lot and they're shooting the like all the different movies. Like I feel like that scene specifically sold it. But I also think there's a lot of like little things, like all the movie sets, obviously. But like um what is Sydney when he goes to his house for the first time, I feel like yeah. it's like a really good scene, like showing you like what was luxurious at the time, which is like obviously in a lot of movies, but that would be really cool. But the I just am like Brady House. She built Graceland in Australia during COVID. Like, I just am, I don't know. That is a crazy, crazy loss there. Um, But, uh, Nicole, do you want to, like, talk about the screenplay of All Quiet? Like, how you? Yeah. Uh, I, one of my, one of my crazy things was, um, and, and we'll talk about this more in a bit, but predicting, all quiet in screenplay like from the moment that it got nominated and once again the baftas are helping me uh make the justification for something that i did preemptively um but i had a feeling it was gonna happen and i also just get so excited um because it's so rare to see a female written war film so i get really excited to see all quiet you know winning these awards and and I, I, I think it could be our winner, but I don't really know. So we'll talk about them more in a bit. But truly, uh, the BAFTAs now are there for me to support my predictions with <laughs> um, after making them based on vibes. Um, yeah, which I mean, the next thing we're getting into is the writing category. So if we want to start with adapted screenplay, you can continue because I I've been on the same train as you. Where, like, the second it happened, I was like, oh, of course Sarah Paul is winning. And then I was thinking about it more, and I was like, All Quiet's nominated for nine Oscars. And it's yeah. nominated for a billion BAFTAs, and it's probably going to win. So I, I've i been on the same train of, like, I think that this is going to happen. And that was also one of my justifications of why All Quiet, I think, is a top three in Best Picture. Um so yeah, so if you want to keep yeah. going, we can get into the adapted screenplay categories of I, the Oscars. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's a two-horse race at this point. Um, I think we all agree that either Women Talking or All Quiet on the Western Front is going to win, um, which is fun because we do get a female winner either oh, way. Are you sure it's not Top Gun, says some actual people on the internet? Listen, I, listen. Okay, in general, in general, on its own. One of the worst screenplay nominations of all time. Second, I do think that this lawsuit going on is hurting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, lawsuit I... or no lawsuit, was ever winning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I like, think the that, lawsuit and... is specifically yeah. about the screenplay. And I think yeah. that, like, the men, and I'm just going to say that again, the men. Um, <laughs> thank you to our two men for not being part of this. Um, but the they're not paying attention to that. And I get it. Like, when something disrupts your narrative, you just, like, I cannot see whatever that TikTok no, body, audio is. You're DW. You can't read. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, DW. That meme is so good. Um, Leah Michelle, the whole thing. But yeah. please don't sue. But um, <laughs> I feel like imagine if Leah Michelle listened to this podcast and got this far into it. And was like, watch soon. <laughs> Leah Michelle listens to our podcast weekly. We just lost. We just lost a like, listener. We probably it. lost Leah Michelle last recording. year when we had the whole episode about her. Literally, yeah. I feel like we're well, big okay, geeks Leah, over Leah, here. If you're, gave us a second honey, chance, if you're we blew it. listening. <laughs> I just want to say, last week I shouted out Glee. I said Victor Garber was the only person to ever be on Titanic and Glee, and you didn't think to at me. I know you can't read, but get Jonathan Groff to type it out for you. You could have given me a shout out. <laughs> and he's not busy promoting a movie anymore. Like he's available. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh um, my god. But, but yeah, I think. Oh, go ahead, Ken. I just think that like the Top Gun thing, like just, just no. No, it is so bad. I saw a man with a a whole thread about um this scene in Top Gun with Ed Harris um at the beginning, oh obviously because yeah. Ed Harris is a leader for two seconds. That is one of the worst written scenes I have ever watched in my life, not of twenty twenty two, in my life. And um, that being a, scre- a nominated screenplay is going to eat me alive. For the rest of I'm sorry, life. but people criticizing James Cameron for his screenplays and the nominating Top Gun Maverick, Maverick. To win. Be I, serious. I, I don't know um, who it was, but somebody was like, if we're going for a legacy sequel, like Avatar 2 is right there. Like right also his repeated use of um I texted our group chat with Zoe Rose Bryant, the gifs of um I see you from Titanic and Avatar <laughs> and Avatar 2 um thank you james cameron for that thank you james That's no why i think but it's I important think... for them to like send out the or make them downloadable because like so many yeah. of these when you read them like i i mentioned this i think last podcast or maybe in conversation when i read the the joker script i was like how did this get in <laughs> it's such a difference of like what is on the paper and like yeah the acting can do to bring it to life and i guess that is the point but like this Top Gun Maverick script, why was it not? I guess that's why it was not sent out. But it was just like, <laughs> it's like one of those where you read it and you're like, this can't be the same movie. Like, there's no way. It is like, a movie I, that is good based on vibes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't get but it. I do think, and you know, I, I was very much on the like Sarah Polly is winning screenplay train for a long time. Um, even after I had to abandon my Sarah Polly is winning director train. Um, and I think that, like, obviously Women Talking would be a great winner. I just worry that we saw with the nominations that it doesn't have great support within the Academy, clearly. Um, and I definitely think with All Quiet winning, you know, being nominated so much of the BAFTAs, winning so much of the BAFTAs, being nominated so much across the board, people are going to watch it. It feels like half of people read it in school at some point, so they're going to have some concept of the novel to base it on. Um, but they're not actually going to remember the novel. They're just going to be like, wow, what a great adaptation. Um, and so I think it could 
win that way. It also feels like if they want to really reward it somewhere, in addition to international screenplay or international screenplay, Jesus, international film, you know, somewhere like big above the line with Edward Berger not in for director, this is the place they can do it because I don't think it's actually winning picture. So I think that it makes sense here as much as I would love to see women talking win. I just, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know that I can trust the Academy to vote for women talking. Um, And All Quiet on the Western Front is like a great script sitting right there for them to go for. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the Edward Berger thing, not being in director, honestly probably helps it a little bit in screenplay because he's clearly liked and he just won BAFTA. So he's liked from the international, you know, uh, audience of it all. Um, so, yeah, so I think I definitely think that that helps his case in adapted screenplay. Um I think the thing that would uh, tip the scale for me, because I have women talking for now, just because I think that, yeah, women talking doesn't have the support that All Quiet has, but I think screenplay-wise, that is the easier one to get behind, which there is something to say about that. But right now, it all has great choice. That wasn't nominated today, so we technically didn't lose. But All Quiet's not nominated WGA. It wasn't eligible. And if that lost WGA, that would definitely tip the scales for me, because it's like, all right, like that that was when i like uh knew that the father was winning i was like all right couldn't even win there boom um so like if she said her glass onion won um or god forbid top gun i guess um then um uh Wait, then like that top would gun have to go. get pulled no or... no that was top usc got pulled from usc okay which yeah. all quiet is not nominated there but all quiet's also not nominated that so uh, that should again that, that too that should also be women talking in a cakewalk um you know, I, I I mean, there's obviously there's no incentive for them to be like, oh, we need to award women talking somewhere. Like that's not going to be the case. At the same time, they're going to award all quiet elsewhere. So they don't. There's no rush to give either of them a, a win. So I think it does come down to, uh, you know, which screenplay is easier to get behind. And I think that one's women talking. I, I like think it would be um, WGA and then USC are literally the fourth and the fifth of March. So like they give us a week to contemplate. It could be our... a great weekend for Polly. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. Uh, I I also still have women talking. I just my parents weren't really that impressed with All Quiet, and they did not like the added scene or added like plot line at all. Um. And it was just like, it was kind of like, I just assumed they would really love it because they both were really excited about it. And I took them to a theater to see it. And then they were just like a little, like, it's fine. Like, they didn't think it was anything special. But then again, it's like my parents, you know? But I just, um, I do wonder if people will like rally behind the screenplay because they'll be like, we didn't nominate in director. Let's do this. But I also, and like, is there the same conversation for Sarah Polly and the rest of everything that goes into women talking? Because we didn't it's women talking anywhere, so let's give it this. like it's only in picture and adapted screenplay. So like, I just unless something really wild happens, like women talking, just totally blinks at every single thing left. I feel like I'm still gonna go with women talking, just because I do think that like. Even people who don't like the movie walk away like that's a great screenplay. And I think that's a testament to her writing. And that's the best place 
to reward it. And I think all of us were the same way. Like it getting into picture, we were like, oh, it's winning screenplay then. Like that was its biggest. Such a sigh of relief. Yeah. God, it started with a W. And I like, I know that Adriana didn't feel this way, but I was like, oh my God, it's either the whale or ribbon talking. I'm either going to throw up or scream. Like it's <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but It was a win-win for me. <laughs> win win women talking will uh, win win for this guy <laughs> um but yeah i just i do think that she's gonna win usc scripter and i do think she's gonna win wga but if she doesn't then maybe i will last second actually you know what i feel like is w yeah wga will be when we're recording our oscar nomination podcast or oscar winner prediction podcast so we'll do that one last We'll do that one last. That's <laughs> what we're going to. Um, um, but it would be cool if Living could have pulled off a screenplay because, like, what a person to reward. Like, and actually a great adaptation. Like, I know a lot of people don't agree. I think it was a great adaptation. I think it's it improved upon. It didn't, like, mimic. It was great. Yeah, I think like what's interesting about living and all quiet is like they're both different. Like they're ver- they have to kind of take a different al- alternate route to like make their kind of mark on like why you should watch this one versus like the other versions and I think they both do a good job at that. Like I still love women talking. I read the book immediately after and I feel like just like writing a book like writing an adaptation from a book is so hard and like the way that women talking like just beautifully like translates everything in the book into the movie where you're not like where was this I didn't understand that like all the stuff and like it's just so engaging I feel like it'd be a great win there but I don't trust UAR because of personal experiences and they definitely have dropped the ball a lot on this film um, I've seen what Netflix is obviously doing with All Quiet um, because I think this is what they're doing as their Roma, 100%. And I think um, they want to be successful. And I don't know if everybody saw Kyle Buchanan's tweets being like, I can't imagine what they're conspiring right now. But I plan on taking Nicole when she's here on the um, All Quiet drive, which is um, driving anywhere in Los Angeles because <laughs> every billboard went from pinocchio to all quiet so like the day after the shortlist came out they replaced seven billboards on one street with all quiet they were all previously pinocchio and glass onion but now there are no more glass onion billboards every single one of them is all quiet there are zero glass onion billboards left yeah and i think that's a huge elevator to kind of get back at like the Roma loss because I don't think they've gotten over it. But like, I mean, I got to talk to the screenwriters and I kind of liked their like interpretation of the novel because again, it's like, I think with this one, it's like so intimidating to kind of make another version of it that I liked what they did with it. And I think it's like both truthful to the book and like expands on more. But I think like in terms of like campaigning, like, I think it's easier to get all quiet in front of people than women talking because of just like how Netflix and UAR are both like taking that route. Like I've seen nothing for women talking since I don't, it's had too many like releases. Okay. So I don't know if it's for everyone else, but all the billboards here say Christmas and then full release in January. And I'm like, they don't have dates. 
Like they, they don't, don't have, have dates. dates because they don't know. <laughs> and it's like, it's just such a wasted opportunity. Cause I remember um, when I saw it at work and like Francis McDormand and Dee Dee Gardner were talking about like their goals and aspirations for this movie. And it's like your backers like completely didn't support you in that way. And it, I think this movie could have been so much more powerful than what it ended up being. And like, I just want it to win something. And I think out of this lineup, like that screenplay, just. It needed the original 12-3 limited release date wide 12-21. Because I don't know what, like that like boost of people here in New York seeing it and trickling out to more mainstream yeah. audiences seeing it. Because like my parents, I took them to see that when they were here and like they were so blown away seeing it in the theater, not at home. And like, it was just like, they just needed the chance to see it like it's just like exhausting that like every week we I try to say like it just hit this theater I'm like when was the release date <laughs> yeah like it's like we're trying to say that like awards bodies aren't gatekeeping movies and that they're becoming more like populous which like they obviously are like there are two movies that made over a billion dollars in the best picture lineup but it's also like women talking was seen by like 12 people like and it's not because people didn't want to see it. It's because like they didn't have the chance to see it. But it does come out on VOD this week. So if you have not seen it and it's not in a theater near you, you'll be able to watch it from the comfort of your home this week. And just watch it with um, the volume all the way up to hear the most beautiful score of 2022 score. that was not nominated. And... Um, but pour one out for Glass Onion. I'm amazed it even got in to be honest with everyone i think these sequels will win i think its third movie is gonna get the award (laughs) third version only if he listens to me and makes it papa pia (laughs) (laughs) just cast everyone from mama mia as their mama mia characters anya gets accused of murdering her husband (laughs) and I think it's just I, hard when you have like two movies from the same studio and they're kind of like, well, we're going to abandon this for this one. So it's like, yeah, I, they I finally would... did what I've been saying they should do all along. It's just Sorry, like, like so... we, we don't own that. We didn't spend 200 million on the rights for that. It's just so frustrating that like, and it's part of the reason he didn't get into director is that he's not a well-known name, Edward Berger. So they were like, Mm, like I, like I don't love know how this now. is gonna play and I'm like you don't have to go off the name or like like I understand for like awards but it's like this whole thing with All Quiet has been like just get it in front of people and like they will succumb to it and it's like so frustrating and I'm just it's also like we are interviewing people from our friends and family co-workers our audience audits which you can read on our website right now um, but every single person mentioned they had already watched All Quiet. And it's because it's like Nicole was saying that it's easily the most accessible out of all these movies because it is on Netflix. And like, yes, it plays better in a theater. But like, my husband will not watch anything I ask him. And the first day All Quiet was on Netflix, that man watched it. Like, it's just like, it's right there. And I... I see his path. I see everything, especially for screenplay. But it's just like fresh. I I would feel ba- if he got into director, I think I would easily predict it for screenplay. But I'm wondering if people can vote it for it like that. Like I already said that like a makeup award for him. Mm-hmm. But I also think um maybe correct the international feature 
award and who that Oscar goes to because I do feel like it should go to the director. Yes. Do what you do with documentary feature. Like, you know, like producers and director, like it's right there. Like, why does it have to go to the country? Like the Roma off. You like, can still Netflix? give it to the country though. Like just give but it to I the would, director would, as well. They <laughs> make copies. They literally can make as many statues as they want. Like, why does Netflix have a Roma one? I'm guessing it's just it's chilling in their office, like, like for all, no like, reason. Ron just poured them? his like heart and soul out into a movie, and it just oh, here you go, Netflix. Well, he can win again this year. He's fine. Yeah. Um, but if no one else has anything else for the uh, adapted screenplay, uh, we can move on to the original screenplay, and I will start with Lex. What's your winner right now? What do you think of the original screenplay? Um, great question. Please hold. Um, she's trying to think of a way to say Triangle of Sadness is running away with it. I, you know, <laughs> you got me. That's uh, <laughs> the no, only think... thing that we all have at number five is Triangle of Sadness in every category. <laughs> Tell me I... why that is the movie that's playing the most, though. <laughs> like. It's literally everywhere. I'm going to a live reading of it. Like, why is that the most accessible film in this category? I, so now I do have Banshees as number one, which I am standing by. Um, I mean, I think from where it's so original, I mean, well, the thing is, I think it is going to go either. So I have everything everywhere as my number two. Um, And I think it's going to go to one of those two. They're so original, but on such different planes. Like, Banshees is so weird and darkly funny and also heartfelt. Like, it's got all these layers, whereas everything everywhere is, like, my mom has said 9,000 times, because I don't know if I've mentioned that, unlike some people, I have parents who just adore everything everywhere all at once. Um, And uh, my mom has said more times than I can count, it just amazes me that people have that sort of thing in their mind. Like, what's it like to be walking around with that sort of thing in your mind? Um, and she's not wrong. Like, it is just such a original, crazy concept that I do think at the end of the day, it's going to go to one of those two. Um, the only thing that I know, and like like Kenzie just said, I, I don't think it's going to Triangle of Sadness um and i don't have great hopes for fablemans or tar um if for some reason it were to go to fablemans i'd like to think that it was solely for the line i'm in therapy um but other than that yeah technically isn't the fablemans an adapted screenplay from steven spielberg's home no because he fabricated his life I was opening my mouth to say, is it not adapted? No, because the last movie said none of it happened. So it's a fictional story. It's a fable. It's a fable. <laughs> Sammy Fableman doesn't exist, even though we the, want him to. He's putting the fable on Fableman. Um, did anybody change what they are thinking about original screenplay? with the BAFTAs win for original screenplay or no, I move Tartitu behind Banshees. Oh. No, I have a crazy I just, theory. Why? Now why? Because it seems like um everything everyone with, else is winning WGA. Why would you <laughs> Well I'm just saying with 
you know, Golden Globes be what it is, HFPA, a lot of foreign, um, a lot of foreign, like, people who vote into it didn't love, uh, I mean, they didn't give it to him. And then BAFTAs didn't give it to him. And BAFTAs only gave everything one award. And I'm just, I think if something is to beat Banshees, I don't see it being everything everywhere. I could see it being Todd Field, just because it is Todd Field. Um, but that's also to... just me thinking. Well, because like, strong. again, a, one of the big thing about Everything Everywhere is they always say it's a big directing movie, but not a lot of people love the screenplay. And they think the screenplay is weird or too much. And But just... I still think that some people will be like, because I haven't shown everything everywhere to my parents. I just am not. I don't want to be the one either. I, I don't want to be the one that makes them watch it. I want them to watch you're it. You're worried they're going to walk out, get up and walk out during the emotional climax while you're solving your They're going to start falling asleep. I, I just think they won't finish it is my biggest thing. And then I, I, didn't, I didn't think my parents were going to like it. Um, I need your parents to do an audience audit because I need to know. I will. I will specifically ask them about everything everything everywhere, everywhere and because... they also the thing is they ended up not finishing banshees like okay, I, my parents I was like you guys gotta watch banshees and they didn't finish it my dad's name is patrick doyle so if you could get more irish than um that um so i i was really excited for them to watch it did not care for it they were like i don't get it like and it's funny because my dad took me and my best friend in high school to see in bruges in theaters like <laughs> 20 times but he was like i just do not get it um I think they just thought it was like like weird and they also kept asking me like was there more like did we see a different version like did HBO mess it up and I was like no see uh, my parents so funny. my mom kept asking me like oh well this is definitely gonna win cinematography right whenever okay, she's watching it I told you guys my friend saw it mm-hmm. before it premiered in Venice and was like it's winning cinematography the like, cinematography is so good I like, that was still no matter how many places it missed I was like it's getting nominated and that was like <laughs> one of the last things I pulled out was because like it was not which is also so silly like since like Top Gun didn't get in I was like okay at least put Banshees in like I don't under, like what um but I just I don't know I my parents did not vibe with banshees but i still think like my thing about everything everywhere is that some people will have the opposite feeling of me where they don't like it but they're like wow it's well like i think it's well directed and deserves in direction some people will be like it's so creative and so weird that like that's a screenplay win and like not care about like what bothers me about the screenplay is like the inconsistencies and there's some like weird dialogue. I'm not going to say it's, publicly. I agree. It's I do mostly like, like the directing is yeah, what. But I think some is. people will be like, oh, it's so creative. Like that's where you reward it, which is why I'm still, I still think it's Banshees and screenplay, but I would not like, I'm never going to date unless like something really crazy happens with Tar, which because Tar would be like my third. But I, I honestly, you know theory. what? I okay. I honestly was watching. I'm so sorry to say this. I was watching Gilmore Girls for nth time. She makes a Tony Kushner joke about him not being available to write something, and I was like, and then like they make a joke about how he doesn't have an Oscar, and I was like, wow, 
Like, wow. And I was like, you know, maybe that's still up there. Like, I just think that like, it's really between Banshees and everything everywhere. And my other thing is like, I still think Pitcher is between both of them. And I just, I know Adriana is so mad at me right now, but I like Banshees. Um, but I just, I don't know. I still think it's between those two. I would not be shocked if Tar was able to like do something before the Oscars, but I don't think it will win at the Oscars. But I will say, if Tar wins original screenplay at the Oscars, I will be like I mean, best win, win of all time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't theory, have I don't have it winning, but my Tar theory is is this gonna happen? I guess this could either happen with Tar. I feel like everything ever all, all at once is obvious, but I'm going back to 2018 with Get Out versus Martin McDonough's Three Billboards. Um, did not win the Globe, did not win the BAFTA, won WGA because Banshees is not here. I feel like he gives it more room. Went on to beat Martin McDonough and what seemed like was going to be his second Oscar because he already has an Oscar just for so everyone knows that this is not his first time in the rodeo. But I was like, what if, what if, what if we see that play out again? Because I just can't see like this film overperforming for Oscar nominations. Like I love the film. I didn't even have it at six. I had it three most and like only walking away with Kate winning as a symbolism of like the entire film. Like it can't be doing this well to like not win anything else except one oscar and maybe you know that like even i wouldn't even compare it to the favorite because i feel like even though the favorite got all these nominations was leading um should have won best screen best original screenplay talk about an upset like this one has more eyes on it than the favorite or i don't see it in that same category of them like okay we have to award olivia coleman to give this film an award it's like i feel like there's a path for it to win depending on WGA because we have seen it happen with get out. So I don't want to like 100% rule it out because I just can't like see it not performing like more than one. Um, Cause for me, everything I roll at once is like such a directing movie where I think it was the directing and the acting, like where those would make good wins that kind of elevated this original crazy idea and I think that's like original screenplay gets so like watered down to just like what's the most craziest idea we can come up with um following like movies like her and eternal sunshine I mean they gave there's been some bad original screenplay ones but like I don't know like I'm not high on Banshees either and I don't think it's my favorite Martin McDonough script but I know why it makes sense to award it to him here but it's just like, I feel like we could do something more interesting. And that's how I, that's how Tar can win an Oscar for other than Kate Blanchett. It's which basically also, my synopsis. Which also, and we'll talk about it in a second, um, with the original screenplay category being the five directing nominees, I don't see them, because I, I, and again, we'll talk about it. I feel like the Daniels are pretty confidently in first place of directing and I don't see them doubling up. And so I feel like it's going to go to something other than everything everywhere in screenplay because the Daniels are so far ahead in directing. And that's why I have it between Todd Field, who's been nominated now six times versus 
Martin McDonough. Um, He's already won. Yes, exactly. But a lot oh, that, of people, that... a lot of people, including a lot of people in the academy, don't realize he already won. Is yeah, the... yeah, that that's I know. yeah, that's I just, and like, also I... and also if I'm being honest, I don't think people like care. Like I, if they like yeah. it enough, they'll give him a. Second. It's like I know, it, but people it, care it, so much about acting that I'm just like, let's I, just give the nominee. Not... I mean, they gave Mahersh too. Like yeah, and two, like, like, like the second one. The second he was one... good in Green Book. Come on. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's good. I'm just saying, like, it now it's being brought up as, like, an extra, like, layer to a lot of conversations. But, like, I think in the writing, directing, like, no one cares. But I'm, like, he's not, like, a well, new... Well, I don't think... I think mm-hmm. people don't care because it's not the same category. If he had already won an original screenplay, I feel like a lot of people would be, like, do we really need to give him another one? Mm-hmm. But I feel like nobody's yeah. having that conversation because, like, Winning for a short is essentially like a way to like start your career, which is why a lot of us were like up in arms about it not being on the telecast last year live because like there's like there's such proof of like there's so many people who won for a short and then went on and like being put in the conversation to later be back. And like it's also so cool to watch someone win a short and then later on win for a feature because you're like, look how far you've like. Mm. progressed in your like it's ability, awesome like your so like, Ta- like taika got his first nom and short mm-hmm. yeah and like mm-hmm. i think it could um, help a lot in his case too for that yeah so i just think like that's why there's no conversation about that is because like shorts are looked at as it's obviously still like an oscar win but it's very it's different like it's like a stone. start yeah it's a stepping stone yeah. Um, I also think that within certain circles, um, Martin McDonough and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are like the it couple. Well, my favorite tidbit about them comes from Eric Anderson at Awards Watch and hearing them discuss Blonde. Um, But it's kind of cool that she's like queen of the Emmys and he's like queen of, or yeah, I would say queen. Queen. Queen of Oscar. (laughs) No, they they seem like a queen and queen couple, not a queen (laughs) couple. in her house are you kidding um but yeah i just think like maybe this will be the one he like breaks through Uh, i also was thinking about how many actors in the academy have been in a production of one of his plays yeah like like our nominee paul meskel like look at how many actors he's directed to an oscar nomination in the last six years yep yeah like you know what we were talking about it put austin butler in one of his movies boom boom no and and we know people watched his directors on directors and they're not gonna Um. give him director so they will give him yeah you have to thank taylor swift for the visibility because without (laughs) her and that directors on directors no one would know Uh, so the thing I did want to bring about everything ever at once, like I remember, like a couple months ago, I was like, "Oh, even if it loses picture, it's got screenplay," because like it does check a lot of the boxes of like a major, you know, major uh, contender with like the genre and it's like very layered and all that. The thing, the reason I'm not predicting it is like I already have it winning like I think four other categories. I'm like, I that's kind of the thing. Do you think it's gonna win like five, like six Oscars? It would break. You know what I mean, it would break. Like, it would very recent tradition yeah and well, like i mean it, it's not impossible by any stretches you, but like i think that's like an area where like okay we want to award banshee something that and go. i think Easy. like your original thinking of it in screenplay was because like a lot of those like cool like one-off screenplay wins where it's like a really cool outside mm-hmm. kind of movie 
it was like its sole win. Whereas everything yeah. everywhere is going to win so many other places that it's like, yeah. it doesn't really fit that, even though it like fits like the type of movie, it doesn't fit like the type of win because it's like bigger than that. Like get out was never going to win much else, unfortunately. Um, so like that was like their place. I'm seeing woman. Yeah. yeah. Belfast. Um, lost yeah. In translation. <laughs> um, lost, <laughs> lost in translation. Like I think that book. like, there yes. are <laughs> there are some original screenplays where it's like it was like this cool movie that like didn't fit the Oscar mold, whereas like that is everything everywhere when you put it on paper, but like when you're looking at the wins, that's not this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, like Juno, like it, like I feel like we haven't had like a real Juno, like what you're saying. Yeah, I feel like Get Out was the last one, and then it kind of like shifted into like either rewarding a movie like banshees would be kind of like a belfast win, where it would be like this is where we have you yeah like, we admire everything that went into it this is like the place we're gonna reward you whereas like if everything everywhere won here it would kind of be like a it's so weird to talk about screenplay like this but it would kind of be like a like a coattail win where it was like you're just winning so much that like you're gonna yeah. come along with this too but like that you don't do that with screenplay really mm-hmm. so like it would be really weird if that's like what happened and, but and I, I was just gonna say again like my thing is with the daniels both writing it it's like giving them you know two oscars for basically the same thing in a way yeah um, i think it's like a really weird year that it's like five for five with direct well six mm-hmm. for six with director but i would love tar to win is the moral of the story well yes this is how we can get it to win buy your tarmy sweatshirt on oscar central etsy we're gonna storm right the streets in our tarmy sweatshirts we're gonna yeah. demand was, i thought you were gonna say storm, like, like, the capital. Like... i thought you were gonna say storm the capital we're, we're gonna, gonna storm, storm the, the academy headquarters way too far imagine you're watching <laughs> And then a bunch of millennials in black sweatshirts that say Tarmy and pink come in. Joe Biden's just like, this doesn't, it's not We're up like, to me. <laughs> With our ice Star coffee. Wins. Yeah. With our ice, ice coffees in the tumblers. No, we're going like, to, we're going to, on the door. No, we're going to run up to the, to the speaker of the house and be like, this is my score. And I'm going to run up <laughs> to the podium and I'm going to grab the little podium mic, be like, here's how Carrie Mulligan can still win for Promising Young Woman. <laughs> and then we're going to blast Apartment for Sale, which should have been nominated for Best Original Song. True. There's so many things from this one script that... Hotfield like, joins you. <laughs> like, he's in so on it. Much. Just give it something other than... He's act. wearing a hat. <laughs> And also, oh, the no, no, thing. Todd Field's the Viking. Yeah. Oh my God, Todd, give Todd Field something. He's not going to make a movie again. We need to inspire. No, he's him. making the Sandler one. We don't know. It hasn't. I need to see the script. I need to see the green light. People talk. I need to see it. Um, moving on to director, a category that will probably take us five minutes to do. Um, I will let Adriana start. Who do you have winning? Ruben Austin. No. Um, <laughs> I, this, I, I'll be honest, I think this race ended a couple months ago. Uh, D- Daniel, uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, they, they absolutely dominated the critic awards in this category. Like, I thought Todd Field was going to sweep it. No, it was not even close. Um, 
they you know they lost the Golden Globes and they lost today, but not even to a to a fellow nominee. You know, they you know, winning DGA, winning Critics Choice, like there's clear the admiration for this movie is like as clear as day, especially amongst the guilds. And I think with that comes like admiration for the the craftsmanship and like the like originality and the like just how I know it's two people, but like just how like singular that vision for that movie is. I think there's just so much respect for that movie it is on, on top of the passion for it. And like, you know, Mar McDonough, no, like that was never going to win director. Um, I, Tar is also incredibly directed, but like that's not the kind of movie that wins director. And, you know, Fableman's steamrolling always felt off to me. So, and it, I'm happy that like the winner is going to be something that like I honestly do think is going to be influential like going forward. Like that kind of just so creative and like just if anyone else directed it, it would have been wrong kind of movie where it's like it cannot have gone from anybody else's brain. So, yeah, I do think this is Daniels uh, pretty easily. I don't really think whoever you think is number two is there's a massive gap in between. I agree. I I don't remember when I switched the Daniels, but I just feel like it's such it's so weird to say singular when it's two of them, but it's like such a singular yeah. vision that it's like I I just I don't even like I'm pretty low on everything everywhere. But they're actually like my personal number two, which in this category, which is like, like, I don't e- I'm not even a fan. And I'm like, I would probably vote for them like worst, you know, but it's like, I just think that like, you can't walk away thinking about anyone else making this movie. And I do think like Adriano was saying that like, this will be really influential to like, what kind of projects get greenlit and like with directors, like what stake they have over their own movie, which I think is really important because like, if a studio had meddled with this movie at all, it would not have worked at all. And I think that's something that like really stands out with them. And I also think like there's like a conversation about like they got Michelle Yeoh an Oscar nomination. They brought back Kehu Kwan to the conversation. They've like, I know that a lot of people were familiar with Stephanie Shu's like background in theater and like smaller projects, but like they made her like a name that people will know now forever and make her an Oscar nominee and like they I don't know what to say about Jamie Lee Curtis because I got her first Oscar yeah she's now she's now known as Oscar nominated Jamie Lee Curtis and Which they is got great for an Activia spokesperson. Like she's and, probably the first Activia spokesperson. And very know. huge they got James Hong a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame you can buy those but that's besides the point no but um <laughs> it's that the daniels who did it if, if i do you guys think that if uh ku kwan was in lead that we could have rallied behind him for a spring actor he was lead i think so maybe because i think he's really great in that movie and i think he like is. he obviously has very little to do but i think like i really love his scenes mm-hmm. and i think that like he gets to kind of show like the best parts of like his talents from over the years like it's like a highlight reel essentially he's so infectious and his like energy in that movie like yeah you see him on the award circuit i'm just like how can you not yeah i know um but yeah i i really do think they're like number one even before dga and honestly even if they lost dga like if dga had gone wild and gone for someone like 
if they lost yesterday and today, I would have been like, oh shit, but no. I don't think they were ever going to win BAFTA. I I was pretty confident. (laughs) I really thought it was going to be McDonough. And if it wasn't McDonough, it being burger makes total sense. So Mm -hmm. I, but I just like, I thought DJ could have done something wild. They could have gone McDonough. They could have gone gone Spielberg. Spielberg. I never bought that for a second, and I'm very much on record saying I never in a million years bought that. I do not think it's a director's movie. I don't think it's a screenplay movie either. I don't think it's a movie movie. It's it does not pass the Sammy Fableman movie. It does it's not pass. An original. It's a therapy project. All I, I think... need in life is Harry Styles to watch a movie and say movie, movie or not. Like, screw Make that a whole podcast. I honestly Literally. think the whole like reason Fableman is in is because of Ki Hui Kwan because they want that photo of him of the reunification when he's holding his Oscar. Like I never thought Spielberg was going to get his Oscar but I'm like you could see the, the thinking the math behind it of like wouldn't that be such a great moment for ratings or just like to continue to see them together. That was my take on why it's really funny that? that people kept saying Spielberg being places it was helping Kehu Kwan and I was like it was definitely the opposite the whole yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like it was yeah. always the opposite. Like, like the fact that every time they saw each other it looked like the first time and then that interview I think I sent where they were like do you guys did you guys keep in touch you know and he was like he didn't say yes or no he said he sends me Christmas gifts and I'm like yeah. if he kept in touch this man would have been in another movie like he would have you know I'm like that should that told me everything about this transactional relationship but i'm like it's just i don't know he the fablemans needed everything everywhere all at once to thrive so that people would pay attention to the fablemans i can't believe the fablemans is the irishman of this year not in quality of movie but in oscar turnout i knew that was going to be the case when i saw it at tip i was like people are going to say it's winning for months bam and then it doesn't well you can never be the front runner regardless of the con like the quality of your film like just being the front runner really hurts and something that i think really like benefits everything everywhere is that yes it's become the front runner but at the same time it's also still the underdog so i think that like it balances out that like front runner status because it's like it's kind of like the same thing that happened like towards the end with parasite because like people were like well too many people are predicting it to win but people were like no it still doesn't have a chance like you still gotta vote for it it was like the same kind of conversation of like there's just such real passion behind it that was similar to the parasite passion and similar to the coda passion where it was like just pure passion it was like not manufactured in the way it was not like dictated like you must vote for this movie because of x y and z like people just like this movie and I think that's like more powerful than anything and I think like a big part of it is people really like the Daniels like I don't know if everybody watched so many videos of people cornering them at the Oscars luncheon yeah and I I understand there are tons of photos of people with Spielberg but like it was like reunions and not also that's excitement like yeah like it wasn't like it wasn't like people like approaching them and like there are so many clips of people asking the Daniels what their next project and I think that like that people have them on their minds more so than anybody else and like mm-hmm. for me I think of them as like directors over writers but I do mm-hmm. think that like obviously I think of them as writers but it's like there's more of a conversation about their direction versus like their writing and I think that like 
them winning DGA and like every headline on a DGA was about them. So I feel like that really like benefits them. I cannot wait for that symposium to come out. I think everything ever all at once, it's just such a director's movie. Um, same with an, it's such an actor's movie too, of what they bring to it. And like, I think that's like, it's so easy to recognize that amongst the other ones. Like if Martin McDonough won best director, that would be so bizarre. Like, I don't know if I could stomach that, like not in a bad way, but it just like, wouldn't like, this is the only movie where it like makes sense. Um, Cause I don't think anyone else is going to, be able to overtake and I just love like each of these movies in the directing category like they all have there's like passion behind all of them what I guess except one which we all know that one um where they do feel like there's such a creative vision behind each of them and I think it's like the most I don't know obvious with everything ever all at once like 100% that is a director's movie and yeah I just think that, like, I can't see anything overtaking it. Like, it would be weird. What would like, that's the overtake? first thing you notice about it. It's like, okay, they had this idea that's, like, you can consider it an original screenplay. But, like, to get that from, like, the paper to, like, the screen and, like, in a way that makes sense that, like, people are talking about and, like, is accessible, like, that just speaks a lot to, like, their talent as directors i I watched a video about like how they're able to accomplish what they accomplished with such a low budget and how like you know basically all cgi was done through like like basically online tutorials and shit like on after effects and like how they they use different frames and camera techniques for each universe like i was like watching that i'd be like god damn i'd be kind of mad if they lost at this right like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it, it it's such a it's it's also like you know again they it was a 25 million dollar budget and they accomplished a lot wait that costs more than all quiet yeah mm-hmm. which is which is more impressive uh, about all quiet but everything more. <laughs> i know that is wild but like it's, it's a little so movie wild. that could the little, <laughs> the little movie with a big heart a feet of all quiet <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it's i think that's another thing it's like it's, i think directors will be impressed like what they were able to accomplish with so little like i so think the budget like, part like learning about it as a consumer it adds like a whole other layer to it that i couldn't even imagine like if you were the industry that's just the common knowledge where you're like so that one it's like whoa how did you do that and i don't know I just love i love when a director has a vision and they just went and did that also, genuine question: Who's number two? That's always when I look at like who's number two. I do think it's Todd Field. I think it's Todd Field, but it it's not the same thing as where last week when we were talking about that um, Barry Keoghan was number two in supporting actor. Like, I just think that like the surprise nominee, like for some, the surprise nomination in cinematography and film editing for Tar was like a indicator that they were really proud of like the way this movie turned out and I think that like he played such a large part in that and like I I personally think that Tar is a screenplay movie but not a lot of people do and I think that like they would think of it more as a director's movie and I think that like it's the opposite for Banshees where a lot of people will think that it's like a screenplay movie versus like a director's movie just because his directing is more subtle where I feel like Todd Fields is a little more like, you can see his hand a bit more, not in a negative way, but, like, you can still see it and, like, sense it. And it's the same thing. Like, who else would have made Tar? Like, 
I don't think the fact that people think she's a real person. And I was talking yeah. to my mom about it and she's like, why are you talking about Lydia Taras if she exists? And I'm like, she I does. don't know. It's just because he, he literally wrote out like what she won the EGOT for and like every single detail of her life, which like, I feel like that's the stuff that actors take of like, what's my backstory? What did I go through as like a child? And like, how did I get here? And it's just like the way he just spent 16 years coming up with this conductor and making people care about her, even though she's a terrible human being, where you could be like, is this real or not? And and that's just a testament to his writing that mirrors the directing on how controlled and like literally every single element perfectly lines up to get to that final moment of the film. And I just, I don't really feel that with like the other nominees in this category, um, where it's just like, I don't know like I'm glad I think for Todd it's like the nomination is enough yeah I just don't think that like they're gonna give Spielberg something for the Fablements I don't think McDonough is like a, anything in director I mean he could but I think like he would have needed something major to like he didn't win BAFTA and they gave one for three billboards for BAFTA I can't remember no that was Guillermo yeah okay yeah but um yeah. I just think that, and obviously Austin, not on anybody's mind here. Happy um, to be there. <laughs> Very um, happy to be there after today. Um. Yeah, I just think that Todd Field would be, because I think that like you can't, the thing with Tar is like a lot of people will rank it middle, like middle towards low, I guess, but nobody's going to rank it like 10, I don't think. And I think that, like, there are a lot of people who will rank the other nominees, like, either really high or very low. And I feel like Tar's is kind of always in the middle. And I think, like, a lot of that has to do with Todd Field specifically. And, like, if you were going to reward Todd Field, I feel like that's where you would do it. Um, but I just don't think it matters category. Yeah. I agree. Uh, does anyone else have any more about director before we head out? Um, just thought it would be great if there was a woman or a person of like color, specifically a woman named Gina, in this category. That would be really or cool. Or a woman named Charlotte. Or a woman named Alice. Or Sarah. Just, just any woman in particular. Um, for one dollar. For a dollar, name a woman. <laughs> for one dollar, <laughs> one woman that directed a film in 2022. Which is crazy because there were so many. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I start my Francis O'Connor Oscar campaign. Uh, <laughs> I will join you. I know you will. <laughs> so just got to get 218 of our closest friends to rank. I'm They're starting the emails drafting, now. Drafting the email Wait, now. When I was starting, the, I'm drafting the emails. I saw somebody tweet that was verified. They were like, "If you care about movies, rank The Fablemans number one." And I was like. Sir, do you know what happened to Francis Fisher? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, like I don't, I don't want to suspect things, but I'm like, I feel like a certain similar situation happened in the supporting actress category. Not naming names, but someone has a lot of friends that I'm like, they could have put them one in 218 positions without having to write the emails. I see what you mean. <laughs> Activia, um, but then we wouldn't be able to call her Oscar nominated actress. 200 some people who love Activia. <laughs> Free Activia for your boat. They were like, you guys are all talking about that diabetes drug. It was really Activia. <laughs> it's a real quid pro quo. Oh, 
Uh-huh. Um, so that's that's that for that episode for end on Activia. Um, Lex, where can people find you online? but it was like a bit of a delayed reaction um <laughs> sorry um activia is really powerful activia <laughs> okay um well they can find me um eating activia and uh <laughs> on twitter and instagram at at alexis willy w-i-l-l-i underscore I actually hate Activia. It tastes like chalk. It really does taste like chalk. <laughs> Listen, if you want something, this is not a, we're not sponsored. However, if there's anyone out there that wants to sponsor us, if you made it to the end of this podcast. Olipop? Make yes, it Activia. <laughs> Olipop, if you're watching. You have the same effects as Activia. Affects effects as Activia. But <laughs> you are better tasting and I literally lose my mind if I don't consume an Olipop a day. So this is my Can formal confirm. pitch that um, if anyone connected to Olipop is listening, um, I think you'd be a wonderful sponsor of Oscar Central. That's just my pitch. I have like seven Olipops in my fridge right now. So please. I finally went out and bought some. I need to try them. I but one at a time. One at a time. Do not drink four in a day. <laughs> <laughs> I learned this the hard way. <laughs> Jillian, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Jillian Chili and at TikTok at Offscreen with Jillian. And Nicole, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Nicole Ackman 16. And I will soon be sharing, first of all, photos of uh, some Oscar Central crew in person in LA. Um, stay tuned for my HCA awards coverage. Uh, but also, I'm very excited that I will soon be sharing some uh, very exciting new shirts that I have ordered uh, from a very exciting Etsy shop. Also, don't let Nicole talk down, you guys. You can also find her at every movie theater, um, either on the big screen or on the poster. <laughs> Go find Emily. Take a picture at Oscar Central. Um, yeah, please. Adriano, where can people find you? Not on the movie screen. Uh, you can find <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm Lester. Um, you, can, you can find me on Twitter at Adrian Caparuso, um, Letterbox, which is just Adriano Caparuso, and also on YouTube, which is just Adriano Caparuso. And Kinsey, where can people find you? You can find me at Kinsvenunu on all social media platforms, but except Letterboxd, uh, at Kins Doyle, because they're rude and they won't let you change your username. Um, but also, please check out the Oscar Central Etsy. It's oscarcentral.etsy.com. It's linked on our website. Um, we have lots of cool stuff. And if you order, I don't want to quote, but if you're ordering this week, you will definitely have it in time for the Oscars. We're shipping out as quickly as possible, but you will have it in time for the Oscars, especially if you place or your order this week. So, And if there's anything you want to see from us, please suggest it. We're open to ideas. Do not suggest it live on the podcast, Lex. Thank you. 
She's like, can... says, I'm loving that Activia. <laughs> Wait, use Kodai I survived the Sammy Fableman train crash. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, we should make Sammy Fableman once. Um, how did we miss Wait, that? we should have made Sammy Fableman once so she could have worn it to HCA to meet Sammy Fableman. <laughs> how am I ever going to live out my dream no. now? I don't have a Sammy Fableman shirt. Could have gotten him to sign it. He won't have a Sammy Fableman shirt, but look Wait, for Julia you... on C-SPAN wearing the Tarmy shirt. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you know how they do like the, the director shirts of like Chloe Zhao? You should do one that's like that, but it's Sammy, Sammy Fableman. <laughs> Wait, that's um, will they? Will that group sue me for copying their well, No, idea? because the whole it's thing not a woman. highlights women yeah. directors. Yeah. <laughs> well, and- so we're highlighting <laughs> young aspiring auteurs. <laughs> we're hiring. Yep. <laughs> but that would be good. But you know, Daisy has a train. You guys can bring it to HCA. Do you want me to get him to sign Daisy's train? Yeah. <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> she literally uh, crashes it in and stuff. Imagine if I whipped a train out of my back. <laughs> He runs away because he has PTSD. (laughs) Gabriel Bella just actually shits himself. (laughs) I get ejected from HCA for traumatizing. He he had too much activity. His writer writer says, please, no trains. I was going to say, you hand him a train and some activity. (laughs) And four Olipops. (laughs) You'll drink all these Olipops back to back and it'll be fine. Listen. The camera cuts you, you just work, see Spielberg like cowering in the corner. Tolerance. I know this from personal experience, so it's fine. Um, speaking mm-hmm. on the store, it will be linked in the Oscars description or Oscars, Jesus, in the podcast description. And I would the love the Oscars to link it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for Austin Butler to win wearing an Oscar or Academy Award nominee Austin Butler. Shirt. They do. Oscar I think it'd be funnier. Sorry, I think it'd be funnier mm-hmm. if he won if he won wearing a Academy Award Palmascal sweater. <laughs> he wears the Academy Award nominee Bill Nye sweatshirt while well, he's accepting. They all wear one, <laughs> one of each other. That'd be hilarious. I think that Paul actually should show up in the future Academy yes. Award winner Frankie Corio shirt. Um, that would be excellent. Paul, if you want to get in touch, we'll send you one. Can you imagine if not only Paul listened to this whole thing, but he got to the very last thing? Paul's like writing stuff down. <laughs> He's like, that's hey, Paul writes an ego boost from every episode. The Academy Award nominee, Paul Mescal sweatshirt, and the future Academy um, Award t-shirt, and he goes saving the Tara in the discount box because <laughs> he thinks he's going to get 50%. <laughs> you know what? If you are Paul, Ma- I'm sure, listen, I don't know how to work Etsy. But we can make it so that if you are truly Paul Mescal, you can get 50% off your order with code Olipop. But you have to tell us your favorite Olipop flavor. Yeah, you have to tell yeah. us. <laughs> and if I don't like it, which I have tried most flavors, then I'm sorry you don't get the discount. Which, to be fair, there's only like two flavors I don't like. So there you go. <laughs> um, You can find me on <laughs> online at tberry57. You can find the show online at oscars underscore central or at oscarcentral.com um next week we will be back discussing the tech categories and the feature categories um and we will probably be doing it a little earlier so it doesn't overlap with sag 
Uh, and then the week after is our final Oscar prediction. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, that's the show.